0: Hello, 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 Power Kids, and welcome to another Power Kid podcast. Guys, every episode, it is my honor, joy, and privilege to bring you these conversations with great people from all over the world making great things for kids. I am fired up about our show today. I have Stephanie Guo on the line. Let me introduce you to her. Stephanie is the creative director at Spin Master and oversees creative vision from ideation and strategy all the way way to production. She works primarily with the key brands, Paul Patrol, the world's number one preschool property, by the way. Mighty Express, a new property for Spin, Kinetic Sand, Orbeez, Coolmaker, Etch-A-Sketch, and Gund. She directs strategic and creative growth on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, manages the internal creative and social teams. She also oversees and directs in-house videos and photography shoots with over a thousand pieces of creative content every year. Stephanie, usually I say, welcome to the show. But in this case, I'm going to say, I need to let you get back to work. You are a busy, busy lady.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on, Phil. Yeah. When you say it that way, like over a thousand, it's just like, yeah, I, I got to go. Uh, I got to go work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's like that's like three a day. That's phenomenal. That's uh, it's crazy.
1: That's
0: a good- <laughs> well, welcome to the show. It is a pleasure to have you on. And I'm so excited to dive into the work that you've done. We're going to dive a little bit into the history of Paw Patrol and talk about that just phenomenal modern day uh, massive property. I think it's, it's, it's one in recent memory that we have watched just explode and grow, but I'm going to start where we always start. How did you come to be involved in the toy industry?
1: Yeah, well, I think I'm. I could say I'm relatively new. You know, there's a lot of people who have a whole career in it, um, and so it wasn't something that was, I think, necessarily on my radar. Um, I was working uh, in ad agency world, um, and I was ready to explore something maybe outside of that. And I saw this job post, and I really valued sort of Spin's dedication to innovation and creativity. And I was like, why not? Like, let's check this out. Um, Spin's such a big presence within Toronto, where where I am as well. So. So I went in for the interview and I think Spin just took a chance on me. I, I didn't have that toy and kids entertainment background. And as you know, there's so much to learn from it. Um, so I just dove right in and I thought, I'm going to be the coolest aunt in the whole world. Uh, so <laughs> this is a great job. <laughs> um and my first week there, I watched um, an entire season of Paw Patrol. I got to hatch and raise a Hatchimal. And that Hatchimal is now almost five years old. I've been at Spin for five years. And I spent hours and hours in between meetings drawing on an Etch-A-Sketch. So I was like, this is the job for me. Uh, <laughs> like, what is there not to love, you know? <laughs>
0: it it do- doesn't get better than, than that. So coming from in the ad agency world and then... Into the toy world, what was surprising to you? What, where, where were your eyes opened? Maybe how was the toy industry different than you expected it to be?
1: Yeah, I think um, from the ad agency world, it was mostly adult targeted creative. So I was very used to sort of like holistic creative campaigns. Oh, we can make an app, we can do billboards. You know, adults are sort of everywhere. And coming into this industry, it's like. It's a seven-year-old, <laughs> or sometimes it's a three-year-old. You know, and I think that was something that I had to learn. You know, how do you reach a three-year-old? You know, how do you reach a parent who's super busy? It's definitely very different than you know selling um, detergent, for example. Yeah, it was it was definitely a change of mindset.
0: And it's often not something that is a need. You mentioned detergent and I'll say milk. These are things that you have to have, right? So it's, it's different marketing and trying to reach your audience with those types of products than it is with, say, a, a Paw Patrol, a Chase you know, action figure or something like that. So how are you getting kids and parents attention? How are you driving those sales and, and really increasing the value of the brands that you work with?
1: I think that's the that's the number one question like how do we reach audiences and kids now that especially with the decline of tv viewership right so i think before it was very much focused on you know a tv ad and that's certainly something that we do and i love doing but um to really drive and and build build brands it's you know now kids are on apps uh, you know their tablets right. youtube is huge you know tiktok all these things that are more or less new i would say um, to to our industry uh, that's that's what we're looking at and that we have to make things for those platforms every single day
0: that's right well and one of the great ways to reach out and to connect with your audience is to find somebody who epitomizes that brand or can bring something new and fresh and be a fresh voice and i want to Talk about your partnership with Dak Shepard. I think in in recent memory, that is one of the most impactful uh, campaigns that I have seen executed. People, even outside of the toy industry, were talking to me about Dak Shepard coming on, sort of a good natured, you know, ribbing the Paw Patrol brand from a parent's perspective. Unpack that for us. How did that come about? Why was he the perfect fit?
1: Yeah, thank you so much. That was just such a fun campaign. Um, I think with Paw Patrol, it's just such a blessing that it's like an evergreen property. We already have a huge fandom of dedicated parents and kids, which is you know not something that you have with new launches, right? So it's already become somewhat of a pop culture phenomenon on its own. So it's like we're constantly seeing Paw Patrol on late night shows, on Twitter conversations, you know, on Reddit, right? And we're always following that. So I think the the campaign. With Dax came from us just over the last few years, like seeing all these parents and celebrity parents, like quote unquote, suffering through (laughs) the hours and (laughs) hours, and I would say maybe years of Paw Patrol, you know, where everything in their life gets taken over. And you know, they really had a sense of humor about it, like parents themselves. So we wanted to be a part of that. And, you know, let, let the audience know, let parents know, you know, we can laugh at ourselves too. We get it, you know, we're sorry, but not really sorry. So, you know, we had this idea of getting a celebrity parent, you know, create something funny, something relatable. And Dax was just that perfect combo of, I think, you know, he's very genuine. He's very collaborative. Um, he has a, his own dedicated audience, you know, many in the Paw Patrol years life stage as well and when we chatted with him he was like yeah I live this every day <laughs> like it was very <laughs> it was real to his life mm-hmm. so we got to collaborate like some of the funniest lines like he ad-libbed as much as I want to take credit for it like he he ad-libbed a bunch of stuff like he did <laughs> hilarious things and because it was true to his life um, and so yeah with that we got him on board and then After that, crazy. I mean, it was smack dab in the worst possible time of COVID. Um, So we were, we were thinking about production, like he was on board, we we want to execute it quickly. And then we were thinking, oh, we can't fly to LA, you know, we don't want to, he doesn't want, obviously, people and strangers in his home. Um, So we like, pivoted, and we sent him an iPhone package with, like, very basic equipment, stuff that he could use. Um, We directed him over Zoom, and he had, like, his friend shoot the entire thing. Um, So it was this, like, whole campaign, just, like, a combination of having, I think, the right insight and understanding parents out there and making something relatable and funny for them, and then just also being fast and flexible, like, with our production during COVID.
0: That is really, really interesting insight. And I think it added to the flavor of the campaign because here he was inside his house, like we all were, uh, you know, having these conversations about Paw Patrol and stepping on toys and and, and having that. So I, it's a great. Uh, pivot and, and well thought out, uh, you know, that you, that you could do that in, in a, such a you know quick and timely manner. But I also think it might have been one of those uh, th- those happy accidents that totally. um, that it just made it more personal for, for him to come on the screen in his house to, to deliver that content. Um what about the decision to take it from that parent perspective and to be sort of tongue in cheek about the brand you know do they have toys let me tell you they have enough toys to last you the next 12 birthdays you know those kind of bits that that he would do was that a conscious decision was that more just Dax ad libbing what what about that
1: Oh, it was absolutely a conscious decision. I think, like, you can't hide the truth. Consumers, parents, kids, everyone, they're so savvy, right? And so, you know, we, we, wanted to acknowledge that in a funny way because that is their truth like kids every day are just like i want to watch another hour of paw patrol i want to listen to the same song over and over again i need this new car even though it looks like the old car (laughs) like i think those are truths (laughs) that we all just live in and so we wanted to we didn't want to cover that up right we wanted to celebrate that and it's like Yes, we understand that and like we're here to help you through it um and we'll make your kids really happy and you're going to have a lot of fun playing with your kids with Paw Patrol but there is a side of that like sorry not sorry you know <laughs> right
0: that's it well you know, uh, Paw Patrol was uh, Spin Master's first solely owned intellectual property, which was really interesting to me uh, in 2013. Uh, it could have been titled Raffy and the Rescue Dogs, as I understand it, which is <laughs> a pretty fun name. I just you can't imagine it, it being that today. But can, can you speak to the history of Paw Patrol and what do you think made it so special? There are a, th- a million ideas out there for characters and team ups and animation, but Paw Patrol stuck And it continues to stick. And as you said, it's evergreen now. What do you think are the unique components in Paw Patrol that make it such?
1: Yeah, absolutely. First of all, the alternate name for Paw Patrol is like those little nuggets that the internet somehow digs out. And it's like, <laughs> how did they How did they even find that? Like, I have no idea. It's crazy the amount of Paw Patrol sleuths. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy that it could have been called that. Um, like, yeah, I can't imagine that being its name either. Um, but yeah, just seeing Paw Patrol grow, um, it has been phenomenal. Like from a marketing standpoint, from where I stand it's like seeing a fandom just snowball right and just grow every year and seeing that dialogue increase and increase and I think it comes from you know it's a it's a simple but very true storyline that speaks to teamwork and you know little pups being able to do big things I mean it's it's very fun every time we make a creative campaign we're like what's the big idea and we're like no job is too big. No pup is too small. And we're like, (laughs) very innovative. Like, you know, 10 years later, we're like, that's the crux of Paw Patrol. And like, it's hilarious from an adult like point of view because I think our minds are like what else like what else but but kids three-year-olds I mean that's what they love right that's what they want to learn and um, Paw Patrol's done a great job of keeping true to that but still bringing I think newness in its themes every year um, but at its core just being about that.
0: That's it. I love that 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 there is such a core and heart to Paw Patrol that just keeps coming back. It's it's not something that's nebulous, it's not something that's complex. It's little guys doing big things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it
0: resonates with every kid.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Every every spot we make, every piece of content, we're just like what's the rescue? What's the what's the teamwork moment? And it's like we ask ourselves the same question because that is true to the brand.
0: Yeah, so good. Well, Stephanie, you also refreshed the Gund brand, well-known, worldwide popular plush uh, brand Gund. You developed a great new tagline, comfort, magic, love, and it feels like a Gund, which which just it makes you want to grab uh, the stuffy <laughs> and feel it because we all know how a Gund feels. Um, talk about that brand refresh Talk about the tagline and how that gets to the heart of the brand. Um, Yeah, unpack that category for us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, as you said, like Gund has such a long history around a hundred years. You know, it's recognized for quality, innovation, and because of that history, it has a connection with multiple generations by now, which is very different. I think very hard to find in our industry. So, uh, you know, when I jumped on board, when I jumped on Gund, it was uh, so special to me just because I, I grew up in a Gund household. You know, my mom was always cherishing our snuffles and like when my nephews came along she bought new ones for them too the exact same ones that my brother had you know so it was very special in that way and it's hard to take all that trust and history and really refresh it without you know destroying all the uh, amazing stuff that this brand has built but um we want to refresh it to still be relevant with modern day parents and I think that just led us to a whole redesign of like the brand style guide, you know, the the photography, we did a brand video, a digital campaign, and, you know, at its crux, I think we were talking about, you know, Gund is the connection between uh, the kids and the stuffed animal. It's, the, it's their first best friend, which I thought was such a lovely way of putting it, and kids' take them around so much they love them so much that you can actually see and feel the love you know like the nose has been worn down the you can see how much you know the kid pets you know their gun stuffed animal so it's all about showing that connection and and sort of seeing it live through the stuffed animal and just you know we get we get people sending us and tagging us in photos of their gun stuffies from 20 30 years ago and so you really get to see how loved they were and you know we really want to showcase that aspect of the brand
0: i've loved watching this resurgence i think that we're in the middle of soft cuddly product and how children are gravitating To those things, and I have my theories as to why that's happening. Why do you think that it is? It is happening that children are turning to those types of products in in this moment.
1: I think we live in such a complicated, uh, crazy world, (laughs) and um, yeah, I think just the core of a stuffed animal is so simple. Um, and it's just all about emotional connection and it's soft skills. It's not, it's nothing where like, oh, you learn the alphabet, you learn how to use the internet, you know, and anything like that. Um, it's not overwhelming in that sense. Um, so I think there's a resurgence of just people looking for, you know, that quality connection and something very simple and something very beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and I think in the last couple of years, we have been introduced to a number of things that have been uncomfortable. Distancing, masks, those kind of things. And kids, especially, are seeking out comfort. And and grabbing onto that, and so I am just uh, just very happy that there are plush items out there, that there are toys out there that are that are helping children to cope with some of the issues that we see around us. I just think that's just super important.
1: Yeah, you, you know, that's such a good point. Like we're all, yeah, we, we all need that connection more than ever, uh, for sure. And I think just the the stuffed animal being able to do that for kids is is so special.
0: Yep. Yep. uh, 100%. So uh, kind of a, to broaden out the conversation, I'd like you to take us behind the scenes of a creative pitch, creating new content. The needs have obviously expanded beyond, you know, the 32nd TV commercial, the 62nd TV commercial. We've grown, it's expanded and it's different today than it was even 10 years ago. What are you seeing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like starting five years ago in this like toy career, I feel like even then, you know, not even 10 years ago, five years ago, you know, I came in and we were like, let's make this TV commercial, right? And so my brain was very much, okay, 30-second TV commercial, that's the the main part of every part of our toys, you know? But now when I look back, it's like, those were simpler times. <laughs> now, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. Now it's like my brain every day is like, oh, we need to make this like long-form YouTube video. We need to make this video that can also be edited into a vertical aspect ratio mm-hmm. and a square, you know? Oh, we need to zip into the metaverse. We need to dance for tomorrow's TikTok trend. Like it's, it's the amount of content and in different formats, as you said, on different platforms. It's like has grown astronomically. Um, yeah. And just reaching the kids and adults with those different touch points, it, it's, um, it's overwhelming. But there's a ton of opportunity uh, on, the, on the other side to tell stories sort of beyond that 30 second commercial, uh, which has been very cool.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, and and things like uh, you're very good at reaching out to uh, people outside of the industry. We talked about Dak Shepard, your collaboration with Dan Lamb um, on Kinetic Sand, which was very interesting, Uh, just visually was striking. And it it created some just amazing pieces of social content. Uh, So talk about that, pulling influencers from outside of toys into the toy space and maybe helping them. Uh, shine a little light on a, on an older product or give it a new twist.
1: Yeah, I think we've been use, utilizing, you know, influencers a lot. And I think our industry has seen how, you know, successful those collaborations can be. Um, and now we're sort of at the next level of using collaborators and influencers of like, you know, what else can they bring to our brands that isn't just, for example, you know, unboxing a toy, right? Um, and so the Dan Lamb collaboration was exactly that. It was um, It's part of our uh, campaign called Kinetic Creators that we kicked off with her. And the crux of Kinetic Sand is just, you know, let your creativity flow. So we thought, you know, what would the world's most creative people do with kinetic sand? Like we were genuinely curious ourselves. You know, I think, you know, <laughs> right. yeah. like after we've played with kinetic sand for so long, we're like, what else do you do? And we're like, well, the, you know an artist will tell us or a musician will tell us you know they'll surprise us so you know we reached out to dad lamb and she's a sculptural artist um, and she put on an exhibit in New york that was uh, it was called please do touch the art and we played with the idea of you know like democratizing art i think just like in a gallery everything's kind of stuffy you can't touch anything you can't do anything but look but you know like every human being you know adults and kids when we see something cool we just want to touch it (laughs) so (laughs) like yeah like kinetic sand I it's that it's like it's beautiful and it's like it's inviting you to touch it and play with it so dan lamb you know made real beautiful art with kinetic sand that was like big scale small scale and we just gave freedom to all the visitors to actually interact with the art um and it was it was very fun
0: Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. The state of creativity in the industry. Stephanie, you are at one of the epicenters of creativity, frankly, in the world. I think the toy industry is the most creative industry. I think we have to think very fast on our feet. We have to create quickly. Uh, we have to process data at, at a speed that I think other industries do not have to. And then we have to create something that appeases an ever-changing and fickle uh, market, seven-year-olds and eight-year-olds and and parents for that matter. A state of cre- creativity in the industry, are we in a good place? Have you seen growth during COVID? Uh, where are we headed?
1: Yeah, I think I'm so happy to see how much growth our industry has had. You know, we've really seen a surge across the board. And I think as a company, Spin Master, and as even our creative department, like we really feel that momentum. So I can only see us in the future, you know, making bigger, better, smarter campaigns, as you said, like being flexible, reading the data, doing something different. And you know, really having fun while we're doing it, which is what's so exciting. Um, but yeah, I feel very, very positive about our industry. And I love what you said about just how you think we're the most creative. I, I do too. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, a- yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a lot of data points we could point to uh, to say that. And, and we have to do it all under a, a fairly tight margin, uh, you know, yes. maximum $30 most of the time, product, uh, retail price. And so, yep. um, yeah, I, I think that we are right. <laughs> <laughs> how, how creative we are and cheers I would to that it, cheers
1: to that <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll defend it to anyone uh stephanie this has been an absolute pleasure just th- thank you for taking the time and, and sharing with my audience uh, do you have anything new upcoming what are you excited about in spin master's future um, take it away
1: oh hey thank you so much for having me on first of all and uh yeah as i just said like that with all the growth, there's a ton of new, a ton of exciting stuff. And I think just the industry as a whole, that's what we, that's our bread and butter. Right? So I'm just, I'm very excited about the future. I think there's going to be a lot of great innovation that we're seeing across the board and then the marketing that goes with it. I think um, just seeing how everyone responds to the different platforms, the different you know, avenues and channels that kids are on has been very exciting.
0: Stephanie, thank you again for coming on. Just been an eye-opening and enlightening conversation. Um, how can people reach out to you, reach out to Spinmaster, get involved? I know they can find product everywhere, but how would you like them to connect?
1: Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm easy to find. And you can email me, G at spinmaster.com. Say hello. So, you know, welcome in.
0: Wonderful. Guys, reach out. Stephanie, thanks again. It's been a blast. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Power Kid Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Leave five stars and a written review as this helps us connect with more listeners just like you. Once you're subscribed, you'll be able to check out the other shows from Adventure Media and Events. And a big thank you to them. They are the publishers of the Toy Book, the Toy Insider, and the Pop Insider. We've got you covered on all toy industry news and events. This show is produced by PowerKid Design and Development. We are a full-service toy and game development studio serving the industry for more than 20 years. We provide illustration, branding, packaging, sculpting, prototyping, consulting, and much more. Check out powerkiddesign.com or email me at phil at powerkiddesign.com. Now go out and make something great and remember you are creative because you were created. God bless, and I'll see you next episode.